Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LaughSpin podcast. I'm Dylan Godino, editor of LaughSpin.com, which is hopefully where you go for all your comedy news, reviews, interviews, and things of that nature. I want to tell you that the Laugh Spin Podcast is a proud, very proud part of the All Things Comedy Network, which you should surely check out at allthingscomedy.com. If you're not familiar with the Laugh Spin Podcast, let me explain. Also, welcome. Each week, myself and co-host Mike deliver what is basically a comedy news digest, headlines ripped from laughspin.com, if you will, and delivered to your gorgeous little ear holes. And sometimes we record special episodes of the Laugh Spin podcast, which features interviews with comedians. And that's exactly what you're listening to now. I'm really excited about this one, actually. On, on this episode, I talk with South African comedian Trevor Noah. And, and, and when I say South African, I don't mean of South African descent or he's from there and now he lives in L.A. I'm talking about the fact that Trevor was born, raised, and currently lives in South Africa and performs all over the world. And in fact... Part of the reason I'm talking to him in this episode is he's performing his show titled Born a Crime in New York City off Broadway at 45 Bleecker now through June 8th. So if, if you are in the area and by area, uh, I mean anywhere within a few hours of New York City, you should get the to this show. It's called Born a Crime. It's at 45 Bleecker now through June 8th, like I said. Um, before we get into it, let me give you some background on Trevor. He's 29 years old. He was born during apartheid in South Africa to a mother who's black and a father who's white. To put it simply, this was illegal in South Africa during apartheid. Hence the name of his show, Born a Crime. He's only been performing stand-up for six years, which will probably make most comedians cringe with bitterness. But in that time, he's put out six hour-long DVDs, he's been on the cover of Rolling Stone in South Africa, and he's had sold-out runs of shows in Edinburgh, London, and Australia. He's taking his show next. After New York, he'll be taking his show to Montreal this summer for Just for Laughs. And later this year, his new hour-long special will debut on Showtime. So that will be the first time um, he's had many hours of comedy on DVD. But this is going to be the first time uh, we'll see Trevor Noah in, in the States. Um, so anyway, during our chat, uh, which took place in Chelsea, New York City, at the offices of Westbeth Entertainment, who is presenting his show, uh, like I said, through June 8th, get there. We talked about Trevor's early life in South Africa, uh, where his mother was routinely fined and jailed. I can't even imagine that. Fined and jailed for being married to a white guy. Uh, we talked about the influence America has on the, world, on the world's culture. We talked about uh, the amazing months-long tour he did with Gabriel Iglesias. And we talked about a whole lot more. Um, so, like I said, this was a really great talk. It was very entertaining, very educational. So, uh, I want to thank Trevor for taking the time to chat. I want to thank Westbeth for their hospitality. And I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Laugh Spin podcast. Let's do this. We are in the beautiful offices of uh, Westbeth Entertainment uh, in, uh, where are we? We're in Chelsea, New York. 
Uh, I appreciate you coming and, and, and chatting with me, Trevor. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. We, uh, you, just, you just found out an hour ago that you're, uh, you're going to do Letterman? I, yes, I found out an hour ago. That, not even 30 minutes ago, 15, somewhere there. Now, I will be taping Letterman. That's, that's exciting. And, yeah. and so how, yeah. does, how, does, how does that happen? How does a call, like, who do you get the call from? Oh, uh, wow. It's, it's a series of many calls that lasts forever. It's not, it's not one call. It's, uh, I, guess, I guess it's... it's, it's, it's it's almost more tedious than becoming a superhero because I feel like superheroes have an instant call. They have like one thing that happens. So Peter Parker, his grand, his grandfather died or his uncle or whatever and Batman parents. It's just one thing. But then with this, it's many calls, many, many, you know, we're interested. Can we see, can we see more? Can we see less? Can we see more? What, oh, we don't <laughs> like. We like, oh, we don't like. Oh, we like, we like. Okay, that's perfect. We hate that. Let's do that again. <laughs> this maybe, maybe not. No, yes. No, <laughs> yes. Yes, you are doing it. But who, who gives you the final call? Wow, you get, I guess you get that from, from the, the producers of the show. Oh, that's the, exciting. Yeah, so you get the, it's, it's, it's a long, I mean, look, they, they're running one of the biggest shows in the country and in the world. So it's, it's. You know, they it, it, it Letterman goes worldwide, so they I guess they know what they want. They're very yeah. specific about it, so so it's it's it's, it's great. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very exciting. And part of the part of the reason you're doing it is uh, so our listeners uh, are are well aware. Trevor is doing his uh, one man show uh, called uh, Born a Crime. That's correct. And it's 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 playing now in New York City at 45 Bleecker through June 8th. That's correct. So if you're in the area or you're looking to visit the area, you should definitely uh, check Trevor's show and out. And by the area, New York, not just like just that area, not if you're in Bleecker. Like if you are in New York, <laughs> come through. Some people are very specific. Oh, I thought you meant just if I'm on Bleecker. No, no, no. Just come if you are in New York. When I say area, I mean... Anywhere within a few hundred miles of New York City. Oh, wow. That's what I mean. Wow. So I like your area better than mine. Absolutely. My, New Jersey, Connecticut. Oh, yes, yes. Maryland. Connecticut? Nice. That's Ma- very cool. Make a day of it. It's Maryland not like- doesn't Baltimore, Maryland? Yeah. Oh, nice. I love that place. It's, a, it's an interesting place. Yeah. yeah I've, been to, I've been to Baltimore twice. I love it. It's, uh, my experience with Baltimore is, is, is limited, but I remember uh, a few streets where on one side of the street, there's like French bistros and nice wine bars. Yeah. And on literally the other side of the street is, uh, like gas stations with bulletproof glass. (laughs) That's funny. That's been my, uh, but I hear they have a lovely aquarium. I've heard that so lots of people have, and, and I've never gone. That's the one thing. <laughs> so, Trevor, you you're you're relatively new to the states. I I am. You're f- you are I'm from. Very, I'm very new to the states. I'm I'm familiar in South Africa and very new to America. You're huge in South Africa. I have a good time. Yes. Yeah. You you don't be modest. You're huge. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good time. <laughs> Tell I, I, th- this is. Uh, this this podcast is going to be interesting for me and and I think our readers because I I finally kind of get the opportunity to learn about a comedian basically from from the ground up. Okay. Uh I know you're from South Africa. Yes. I I know that you are you're you're a multi-ethnic guy. I am. You're That's that's a cool term, multi-ethnic. <laughs> that's cool. Yes, I I'm I'm a child of mixed race. Right. Uh, yes. So your dad 
your dad my uh, father's swiss right from switzerland um and then my mother's a Kosa woman from south africa right so yes and that that was a click that wasn't your microphone okay that, that that's okay Kosa, Kosa, that's um that's the culture. That's the people. All right. Yeah. We're getting cultured here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the language of the clicks, but not like in American movies and tea, like where it's like, mmm, 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 that's not language. No. It's, but I know. But it, it does have clicks in it. It's way more eloquent than just clicking sounds. I bet. Yeah. Well, we have, in America, we have a talent of kind of <laughs> just ruin, ruining most everything. Don't worry. We do the same to you when you're not looking. Good. We <laughs> we probably deserve it and, and more. Um so I, I wanted to talk about uh, your your show, Born a Crime. Yes. Uh, but but even more importantly, since it's an autobiographical show, uh, I wanted I wanted you to tell me a little bit about of about what it was like. I mean, you your parents got together during apartheid. Yes. It was it was not only looked down upon, but it was it was literally illegal. It correct. It was illegal. Yes. So I mean, how I mean, how how does that go? Well, it goes with your mom getting arrested a lot. Um, I don't know how she did it. I always ask her and she just, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's a certain level of insanity. My mom really did not care that she would get thrown in jail. Um, she got fined a lot. She just, she did not care. She did it regardless, you know. Um, I guess re rebellious in her nature. Just um, didn't understand why the system was in place. Didn't agree with it. And so she just went against it. Um, and then my dad, I don't think there was much risk to him. He was just having a good time yeah. uh, with a beautiful woman. So, <laughs> so my mom was really the hero of the story. Um, and she, she just did her thing. Um, and I guess it's because of, uh, you know, uh, many people in South Africa that insisted on doing their thing that now we, 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 we have democracy. Yeah. Now, when you say your father wasn't at risk, would it, so he, it's not a crime for the man? No, it, well, it wasn't allowed. But then, if you were white, then it was just it was just frowned upon. You know, it wasn't you wouldn't get into that much trouble. You know. Oh, so it's it's a white thing, not a man thing. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a white thing. Okay. No, if you were a white woman with a black man, sometimes they would just turn it into rape. They would just say that uh, that the man raped you, regardless of what you said. So, as a black man, if you were with a white woman, that that was asking for it. That was literally asking. Um, to be killed, maybe to be it, it, it was a, it was a tough time, so so that was that was a very um, dangerous decision to make. Yeah, and now when you say your mother was fined or thrown thrown into jail, at at what point at what point does that? Because you know, obviously it's it's hard for me to to, to wrap my my head around that. Yeah. At what point does that? Does that happen? Well, it depends. Like some, there were there were there were a whole bunch of underground clubs where people used to hang out, um, where interracial people would would hang out. Just everybody, black, white, wherever you were from in the world, you would hang out. So in those places, in those liberal places, if the police were to raid, then they would find the black people there after curfew, um, and that was against the law. You you weren't supposed to be away from you know from your 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 area that was designated for black people after a certain time and. And so if those things happen, then you'd get arrested. They'd just round you up and then throw you into jail. And you'd have to pay a fine. And then maybe you stay in jail for the weekend or for a night or two. And then, and then you back out on the streets. Wow. I mean, that's... And, and, and just so we get a, a context of time. What you, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a young guy. How old are you? I'm 29. You're 29. So we're talking, 
What years? Oh, is we're this... talking. This only ended legally, like this. This officially ended in 1990/91. That was the end of apartheid. Yeah. Um, obviously, you, just because it ends legally doesn't mean it ends in the place. Sure. You know. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden people go, "Oh, okay, no more racism." We stop now. It's, it's, you know, the law says it's ended, but it takes a long time. Sure. Yeah, I mean. I guess it's sort of like the abolishment of slavery in America. It's exactly like that. When sure. they announced it, it's not like slavery just stopped the next day. No. So so it, it takes it takes a while. It takes a long time, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, it's it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's an interesting life. And so, like, how, how did that I mean, obviously that, it, that, that affected you. How, how did that shape you as, as a young kid? I guess it, affects, it affected the country. We, we are very race-oriented in South Africa, extremely so, because that, that determined everything. Um, you know, so like in apartheid, your, the color of your skin, first of all, everyone was categorized, everybody. You, you had a box and you had to tick it. You know, there was none of this, oh, I'm half Jewish, half Colombian, a quarter. The, no, no, no. You had a box and you ticked it. You were white, you were black, you were Indian, and you were colored. And then colored referred to people of mixed descent, you know. So if you were that kind of skin color between black and white, you were colored. Um, which, you, which you are. Which I would qualify as, yeah. Right. Yeah. So... So, I mean, growing up, I was, you know, I, even, even where I grew up, there, there, there were no kids that looked like me. It was just black kids and black people, and then it was me. And then, you know, obviously because of time, people in your surrounding area, they, they, they get to know you, they accept you, they, they understand who you are. But if I would go to different places, some kids, I remember, would be so shocked. They'd be running through, like, the hoods or the ghettos where we lived, and they would scream out. They'd be like, it's a white man. It's a white man. They'd lose their minds. And I'd be like, where's the... And I'd be like, I'm not white. I'm not even close to white. <laughs> but they were, just, they were like, it's a white man. They'd, they'd never seen anything like it. So so growing up, I, I, I knew that I didn't fit in completely. Yeah. You know? Um, that was always that was always like a little a little thing that, that I carried with me my whole life. Were you, were you... Were you picked on? Were you bullied because of it? Or is it that... It was a more passive not fitting in. I don't think I was bullied because of it. I think the bullies, that, that was a great thing. Our bullies weren't really racist. Our bullies were just bullies. They treated everybody equally. They hated you know, everybody. I, yeah, <laughs> I think we had a good, actually, the more I think about it, the more I, I appreciate our bullies. They were equal opportunity bullies that really didn't um, discriminate. They said, we will bully all equally. Um, That's good. I, no, genuinely. It's very I, progressive. I, I'm trying to think, who, who was... Um, no, I, yeah, I was never bullied because of it. It's just you, 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 you know that you stick out. People ask you questions. People, you know, like some people would ask me why I can speak African languages because that was not normal. It's still not normal in South Africa for people who are not black to be speaking um, African or black languages. And, and I could speak those and people were just, well, why? You know, they'd be like, why? Why do you speak that? Why do you... Um, because it was it was never beneficial for anyone to learn those languages in South Africa. Um, you know, if, if you couldn't speak English, that, that was basically it for you. That limited you, uh, like in insane in, in an insane way. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I guess it was it wasn't really bullying or anything. It wasn't anything physical. Right. It was all emotional. Just what happens in the streets. You know? Right. Just the constant knowledge of you. Yeah. Being yeah. being different. Yeah. Definitely. And la- you speak 
not you speak like five languages, correct? Yeah. What languages? Uh, oh. English, obviously. I guess that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that counts. Um, Afrikaans, which is a form of Dutch. Okay. Um, and then Zulu, the biggest language. Um, I speak Tswana. I speak uh, Tonga. Um, and then I never learned my parents' languages growing up, so I've started learning those now. Uh, my mother's Kosa, you know, so very similar to Zulu, so you, you can understand each other if you speak between. Zulu is the biggest language yes. in South Africa? Yes, yes. More um, so than, than English? Yeah, it is actually by, by numbers, by, by numbers, numbers, by pure numbers it is. But everybody can speak English, but in terms of their home language, Zulu would be the, the That's largest. That's it. That's yes. the national yes. language. Yeah. Well, not the national, no. We have 11 official. Oh. So there's no national language. There's 11 and that you, you can speak whatever you like. Got it. Uh, but then I guess English is the official language of the country. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so I speak those and then, and then uh, I'm learning German as well. Uh, my father's Swiss German, so I just, you know, figured why not? So learning German. I'll tell you why not, because it's hard work, Noah. <laughs> German's actually fun. I enjoy German. It's a, it's a fun language. <laughs> it's not a fun language, but it's a fun language to learn. It sounds scary to us, I to like, me. That's why I like it. You like it. It's ju it just sounds like it's a no-nonsense <laughs> language. It's just, you know. It's very direct and to the yes. point. Um, so your, your show is called Born a Crime. Uh, for, for, I, I think yes. we've established for obvious reasons. Yes, for obvious reasons. Um, it used to be called The Racist. Is that correct? Uh, well, a variation of it was called The Racist. I was touring a variation of the show in the world. Okay. So in Australia, um, where I, I, I received the award for um, Best Breakthrough Act, I think it was, this, this, at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Yep. Um, now it was, then the show was also nominated for Best Show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And then in Edinburgh, I did it, and in London for, for six weeks. So... But then America's a different place. It's it's a very different world. So so the show is it's it's a variation on that. I'd say it's seventy percent the same, but okay. then, you know. So um, it wasn't just a straight name change. No, it's no, a no. It's it's a it's a slightly different show. Yeah, it's a show. slightly, slightly different show. Slightly different show. So plus plus I felt like the name would be more appropriate, you know. Some people were afraid of me bringing a show to america and just calling it the racist so it's uh, i mean it's a it's an interesting title it's, yeah yeah uh, you know whereas I, whereas in in other places in the world it, it's very easy to do that you know but to to, to do that uh, in 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 in, uh, in america would be a daunting why why is that why do you think i don't i wonder i think maybe it's because the i guess america similar to south africa has a very sensitive history when it comes to race. Like we are both, we're both still dealing with the effects of race. You know, you you, you look at how many incidents still come up. You look at um, the use of the word nigger, and you look at you, you just look at all of these things that still happen today. Yeah. In America, and it's still a very sensitive su subject. You know, whereas yeah. in other places in the world, um, like let's say the UK, for instance, they are much further along in their journey. Uh, so there are still incidents of racism, but it's almost uniformly agreed upon that it's not acceptable. Um, whereas in in some places in America, it's it's very very normal almost. Yeah, sure. There's there's definitely definitely pockets of the country yes, where like, I mean the fact that the Ku Klux Klan can exist still exists. Like the fact that they not still but can exist like openly. It's not even like it's a it's a secret underground organization. These are people that exist. They. I remember reading a story where they even wanted to sponsor a strip of highway 
the, the, the you know they wanted to you know where you where you adopt a highway. Yeah, so the no, Ku sure. Klux Klan was going to adopt a high. This is just this is mind blowing. This is how does something like that even happen? Agreed. You know? So, so the, so so I guess it it is a more it is a more interesting world. I understand America more though because I find it's very similar to South Africa. It's 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 different but it's similar. We have the we have the same the same sorts of challenges going on. So yeah. You know, you you got your first black president. We got our first black president. Uh, you know, you guys are working on integrating everybody and working on race relations. We're doing right. the same thing, and and so it's a very similar which, journey. Which is, I mean, the first black president. Which is, I mean, I don't know if this strikes a chord with with you, but I, I just always uh, and and you talk about this uh, in your act a little bit. Um, you know, if you're if you're half black in America, you're black. Yes, and it just seems it seems so absurd to me that it's like this is our first black president so for it's not really it's our first half white half black president yes so i mean i, I, but, I don't but he's black enough in fact he's 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 black enough to be to be entry like he's a like a like a, a, a guy said to me it was a it was a comedian i met once um in in, uh, in la and and he said to me he said he said hey trevor do you do you mind if i uh i'd like to be friends with you yeah i uh I feel like I, I don't because I don't have any black friends and I feel like you'd be a great entry level black. Just, you know, just get me in there, but not too deep. Just just start me off. Was he was he joking or I think semi semi, was a, yeah, was a, you know, so he's our entry. Barack is our, our entry yeah, level. Yeah, I black think, guy. you know what? I, I genuinely think Barack was the right black man for America because I don't know how many people would have been accepting. I think some people almost justified it in their head like that. Well, they went, well, I mean, he's he's half white, so so this is, you know, <laughs> he's half white. So it's just it just it was a little bit. There was a bit of comfort, yeah. You know, so so I mean, it, it if you look at it in American history, I mean, that's that's even in the in the slave world, that was what happened. Is that the lighter slaves could work closer to the white people, so the darker you were, the further you away from the house. And then the lighter you were, the, the 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 higher your chances were of working in the house. You know, then you were a house nigger, as they said. So, so I guess it says something about us, you know. But uh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, uh, Barack is black. Yeah, I I always say if you if you have to suffer, if you if you had to suffer through the things that black people had to suffer through, then you you are more than welcome to um, to accept your black privileges because you you uh, you enjoyed the. I guess the the disadvantages of being black as well, you know. Yeah, it's not like Barack had a privileged life as a white man. It's not like do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you, sure. You, you can't be selective in your blackness as a mixed person. You can't go, well, I'm I'm going to be white for this, and then no, no, no. People give you black, and so you take it. So, um, so I guess so. He's he's black. Yeah. He um, Barack Obama. Now he you you live you live in America now, right? You live you live in California. No, 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 you no. don't. I, I stayed there for 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 about a year. Oh, okay. And then I I left. I um I live in South Africa. Okay. I'm proud to live there. I, I enjoy living at home. I like you know. I yeah. Like that. I like, um, because I always envy people in the world. You you they 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 come from the place. Chris Rock came to South Africa, from America. You know, and and then he does his thing and then he leaves. It's it's nice to have that. Yeah. I always get sad when I see like the smaller countries almost losing people to America. And I understand it, but I always think it's it's nice to be able to do your thing from home. You yeah. Know? Like for me, I know it means more to to some of my fans if I do Leno or if I do Letterman 
but I live in South Africa. For them, the fact that they can see me in the street in South Africa and go, that guy was doing that thing, yeah. but he's here as well. It, it just, I just think it opens your world. It just, you, you go, it's possible. You know, maybe there's one kid out there going, hey, it's possible. Right. Whereas when the person you go, oh, the, oh, you know, the person did it. Oh, how did they do it? Well, they live in America. Then right. Ah, like, yeah. Well, I'm not going to live in America, so it's not possible. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that's, uh, I, I think that's, I, I think that's exciting. I think it's so exciting that, uh, you know, that the message isn't, this place is fine, but you must flee. Yeah. You must yeah, flee. That's the thing. That's the thing. To, it's, it's, to do anything, you you need to flee. This is this is adorable here in South exactly, Africa, exactly. but you got to get out of here. Yes, exactly. It's great, it's great, but I mean, you know, you you're looking for something more. It's it's it's. I don't I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. So so I so I enjoy it. I enjoy being a South African comedian in the world. Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, you're like an ambassador. Yeah, I guess to an extent. That's so. That's what I enjoy doing. You know, and that's why I take the show, do it where I can perform everywhere you know and it's it's great i've I always envied that i see guys coming to south africa and they go oh, this guy's an australian comedian or this guy's a you know he's a british comedian this guy's an american comedian that that's a fun thing that's a yeah you know so i always wanted to be the south african guy when i when i travel you know so when you go to new york and, and you're in the club and you go oh, south africa they go oh yeah we know a south african comedian <laughs> right you know where does he live in south africa in he's south, a south africa. african comedian sometimes he's here sometimes he's not here right but he's a south african comedian right yeah and that makes you more of a of a of a commodity yes I, in, I in other so. places yeah i think because so. it's oh you know trevor noah's coming like yeah you know i like that it's it's I cool it. it works for me it works <laughs> it's nice it's nice um, are you, I mean, is there any, so you're about to, you've done Leno, uh, you've done Leno already. Yes. You're, as we speak, uh, you're about to do Letterman. Yes. Um, you are doing this show in New York city. Yes. It, are there any, I mean, the show has proven successful, uh, and you have proven successful all over the world. Um, are, are, do you have any reservations about, you know, your run in New York city? Of course I do. Of course. Like doing things in America is not part of the world. Uh, it's on its way to becoming part of it. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not. You guys are not part of the world. You you are a, you are an independent, like, autonomous nation. You are you you know America dictates its own culture. America, um, you, you know what I mean. Your no. For, okay, let me put it like this. Like your. It's just it's just America runs its own thing. It's you know, world music is American, stems from America and then and then can change into something else. But it works within America's parameters. Right. You know, um entertainment. American TV is everywhere. Two and a half men is in I don't know how many countries in the world. Is it know? in South Africa? Yeah, it's huge. I'm this sorry. Is all of those shows, you know? I'm sorry. So, you know, the Big Bang <laughs> Theory, those kinds of shows everywhere. <laughs> so 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 your culture is 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 literally dominating the world. Um, it's very rare that outside culture influences America. You know, you see the odd uh, Downtown Abbey. You see the odd, you know, Game of Thrones. And but even then, it's 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 it's, it's almost done from an American perspective. If that mm -hmm. makes sense, it's still, you know, you guys are. Oh no, you you don't accept. I mean, look at look at Robbie Williams, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, one of the biggest artists in the world both in terms of record sales, ticket sales, success, everything. 
and came to America, and America was basically like, nope, <laughs> we don't think so. And I mean, this guy, he literally, I mean, he went, he came here, and people were just like, nope, not for us. And everyone in the world is going, it's Robbie Williams. And you guys went, yeah, we've got Robin Williams. We're fine. We're done. And so he left. And I mean, he went immediately went back to the UK and then did like a world record show right. with like, I don't know how many hundred thousand people just to show how big he was. But, but that's America. America doesn't care. You look at, look at comedians like Russell Peters. Yeah. Russell Peters is one of the few world superstars. Yeah. You know? But his, his success in America is, is paltry in comparison. I mean, this guy is a behemoth. And he, in South Africa, he sells out arenas. In, in, in Dubai, in India, in, in you know, Canada, Australia. Just name a country that speaks English and Russell Peters is literally destroying there. And then in America, it's like hit or miss. Yeah, we know him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Maybe <laughs> not so much. It's uh, You know, you guys are... You, you are that big, you are that powerful. So so I yeah. have lots of reservations. I have no yeah, I, I've I've no arrogances when it comes to it. I, I do not assume that I will walk into the place and go, Hey, I, I've done this thing somewhere else. People have laughed, so come to the show. No, I, I hope you come. I really do. I hope people come through and have a great time with me. I, I know I can make people laugh. I know it's it's a good show. So so that's all I can work with. But reservations, definitely. Yeah. But um but I I, I won't lie. Every time I think of not doing something, I look at my parents and I look at people in my country and I go, like, really? I mean, I can't be scared of failing in a comedy show right. when people were battling uh, a racist organization that killed them for opposing them. Then it's like, yeah, I've got first world problems. Yeah, that'll get it's you on stage. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, look, man, calm yourself down. People have faced worse problems than this. Yeah. So just just put your head down, and then failure is not the worst thing in the world. You just you just do it. Yeah. What do your are your your parents are still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do they? What are their like? What do they do? Occupation. My mom is a. What does she do? She I guess she, she does housing. She she tries to help people move into the city and stuff because you know. Um, many black people weren't allowed to live in the city, obviously because of apartheid mm -hmm. and then but they worked in the city you know so it was it was a journey of you you had to commute for very long distances a lot of the time so my mom is she works in housing trying to trying to reclaim the city like our inner city has been taken over by drug dealers has been taken like literally entire buildings have just become slums you know so she's one of the few people there's there's, there's a few that are doing it but they, they go in, they, they renovate the city, they, they try and get the buildings back in shape, get the, the water and electricity running again, um, just try and reclaim it. So it's a dangerous job, it's a thankless job, but she does that, she loves it. So is that um, like, um, is that uh, like is that private work or is that? No, private, she does it private. She does it private. Yeah, she does it private. So she sounds, I mean, she sounds like a social worker of sorts. I, I guess she. Except she, she's not, she's, she, she's not working directly with, with the people, yeah, but, but yeah, with... Yeah, yeah, You know, she does it. I mean, don't get me wrong. She she does it to make money. It's not like it's an NGO yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. It's her business, but she likes the, the added benefits of that. Like, she believes in the rejuvenation of the city. She believes in the rejuvenation of that world. Yeah. Um, she likes black people to be able to live where they work, you know? she So, she, so she's involved in that. So, I mean, 
technically it's real estate, but it doesn't fall within right the because it's it's much it's more yeah, than it's, that. It's not you know it's not buying and she selling. She sounds houses. amazing. Yeah, she's crazy. Amazing. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll say amazing if you don't know her. Crazy, crazy in a good way. Crazy when you're familiar. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy. She's in a the good type way. of crazy we we need. I guess so. Yeah. So. So she does that. Um, my father's retired. He used to be a specialist manager, just going around from company to company and working on projects. And then now he's retired and he just chases the summer. So uh, lives a very good life. That's good. <laughs> and you, you've, you're, th- the time between you starting stand up and now, I mean, you've only been doing this how long? Six? Six years. Six years. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, that it's been, and you've you've gone on the road with uh, Gabriel Iglesias, that which is fantastic. That which is one of our America's. I mean, he's one of the, yeah. the biggest. Yeah, that was that was the most one of the most. I mean, in in fact, if it wasn't for Gabe, uh, if it wasn't for like rolling with the fluffy tour, yeah, he they just showed me a piece of America I'd never seen before. You know, because America's so big, you can't you can't like I will never. When people ask me about America now, I I don't comment on it. You know, people go. What do you think of America? I go. That's that's the that's the craziest question you could say. That's like saying, what do you think of Europe? Mm-hmm. Because America is that diverse and it is that big. Yeah. New York is nothing like Kentucky. You know, Kentucky is nothing like South Carolina. I mean, maybe similar somewhere. Sure. But, but it's so different. So, going with Gabriel, I mean, I found myself in El Paso, Texas, doing shows. That will never happen to you in your life ever. I was literally two miles from the border telling jokes, you know, to an all Mexican audience, some of whom w- could barely speak English, yeah. you know? And and then on the flip side, I went with him to Nashville, Tennessee, to yeah. an all white audience playing in a theater. It was, it was the Orpheum, I think. It was a fantastic theater. And it was just, so to see the, just the, 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 the huge shift in people, that was fantastic. So th- that was a great introduction to America for me. It helped me see America as, as as a, a nation of people, as opposed to a caricature of 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 a place, you know. And how did you? I mean, knowing what I know about your comedy and and Gabe's comedy, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put you two. That's true. Yeah, I guess, together. Yeah. You know, he's very. Um, not that you aren't appealing to, to to a mainstream crowd. No, no, he is. But he's, he's, very, he's very mainstream. He's very, very mainstream. Out. He even says it. Yeah, he's very he's very every man. Very yeah, relaxed. No, that's right. No political views or nothing. But you know what's funny is I found his audience were very receptive. They, I actually wondered about that. But his audience were, because at the end of the day, intrinsically, when you think about it, the fact that these people are coming out and supporting a Mexican comedian already says something about them. Yeah. You know, you, you, you already go, well, they have some sort of, um, you know, acceptance going on. They, they, they aren't afraid of this. So... So then already they, 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 they have the, the willingness to laugh. Yeah. So I, I gained some amazing fans from touring with him. It was, it was fantastic. How long were you out with him? Wow. It was, we went out for months on end. Really? Yeah, maybe four to six months. Oh, my gosh. On the road with him. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. That was, that was the highlight of my, of my time in America. I loved it. That's like great. even now, if I if I have free time, I've always said to him, "Please, I just want to come back and jump on, <laughs> and just you know, wherever you are, just yeah, tell and, me." And my management's like, "But you, you're you're a headline, you're doing your own show," and I go, "Yeah, but that's not why. I it's so much fun. It's just you know, it's it's amazing. I I still love it. I still love it. That's awesome. You, also, talking to people that you wouldn't normally speak to, 
you know that's 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 a that's a nice um it's a nice thing to do in comedy yeah yeah i mean it's it, it's great i mean to to be able to see like you said i mean i'm just repeating what you said but to, to be able to see the country yes in that context yes. you know with this you know with this comedian who has uh um uh, you know, a strong national, yes. I mean, beyond, beyond strong national audience. I mean, yeah. he's, he's huge. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, I read that you, you are, you, you have, you already have multiple hours of, uh, of stand up shows, correct? You yes. have out in South Africa. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I filmed uh, three, four specials. Yeah. Are they available in the States? No, no. I, and I've specifically made sure they aren't available anywhere in the world because they are, they are, they are very South African. Interesting. You know? We have our own... I guess everybody does. The, the privilege Americans have, and to a certain, to a lesser degree, uh, English comics, is that because your culture is worldwide, you, you, you seem like you're telling jokes about the world, but the truth is you're just telling jokes about America, but because America's in the world, everybody knows what you're speaking about. Right. So, so when Chris Rock came to South Africa, he was doing jokes about Barack Obama and, 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 and George Bush and, right. and Pollard, but we know what he's speaking right. about. Everyone's on board. You know, nobody knows who our president is. Nobody knows if we have a president or a prime minister. Nobody, you get what I'm saying? So this is... <laughs> I do. Yeah. This is, you get what I'm saying? So this yes. is something you acknowledge <laughs> in the world. Um, so English comedians, to a lesser extent, they can also travel. People know the queen people know about england people know about english accents because of tv and because of movies so when you come from a smaller place it is more difficult but i i enjoy and i love doing south african shows for south africans it's our thing so i, I will never stop doing that but then when i when i start like now i've got a, a special coming out on showtime and that was filmed in america for for an audience that's more worldly i guess right you know so so south africans can watch it and enjoy it but i i go okay americans please i would love for you to enjoy this and 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 share it with me when um, did you film that uh a while ago uh, just outside of new york um in tarrytown oh so yeah be- at the theater, theater in tarrytown yeah, yeah it's gorgeous there beautiful i've been there theater. many times so oh, that's awesome so yeah so i just you know and and so that's my that's that's me going okay this this is my thing that I would like to share because the South African thing as an American, you can watch that and you'd be like, Oh, people are laughing, but I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Was it, was that, a, was that a word? Was that English? Lo- what is that? I love your American white guy voice. Thank you. Thank you. That's my favorite. It's just a very, it's a very nonchalant, very, I think it, it epitomizes like just a very, you know, conservative leaning towards or, or liberal masquerading, uh, uh, conservative masquerading as liberal. I, I like it. Just, you know? uh, well, I mean, I look. I've got no problem with it. I, uh, uh, you know, as, as long as it, look, if, if it stays in its in its place, then I'm good. It's, I know black guys. The, yeah. That that type yeah, of person. I mean, look, it's you know. I got I, a I friend who's friends with a black guy. Yeah, I, I don't have to. You know, just because I, I don't have black friends doesn't mean you know I, I have nothing against them. You know, it doesn't mean I have to, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I have nothing. I have nothing against Barack. I, you know, you know, that's 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 my point of view. It's, 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 yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like accents. I am. Uh... When, so when when is the Showtime special coming out? That's going to be airing somewhere in June or July, somewhere there. I don't know the final date. We haven't tied that down yet. That's um, huge. Yeah, that's exciting. That's amazing. I'm really excited for. And that. it'll be. I, I assume they'll they'll also release a, a DVD version yes, of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. That that will be released on DVD. Although I don't know, DVD seems like it's dying in America. 
um, going more towards online, which is which is so Netflix. I, I hear like. Netflix pays a pretty penny. Yeah, to yeah, license. Netflix, Netflix is growing with that, which is really good. Yeah. Um, so so this is you know this, it's good it's good though it's good because I think when, when you making the thing cheaper and making it more accessible is is the right way to do it. You know, unfortunately, some middlemen will be hurt in the process, but I don't think places like Walmart will feel the fact that they're not selling comedy DVDs anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that'll <laughs> affect their bottom line. No, I think there is. I think their gun sales will yeah, still. Yeah, we'll especially going. now that. Now that God guns. forbid, we're 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 threatening. Uh, I love how you guys are stocking up on guns to compensate for the fact that Jesus you can't have Christ. guns. You guys are the most. And it's not even. Th- it's not world. even that. It's not even that they're proposing we can't have guns. They're no, they're pro- just saying you can't have guns that can kill multiple people in rapid succession. This but, is what they're saying to but you. But they're not even saying that. That's what's so frustrating, <laughs> Trevor. They're not even we could we can't even get there. But they say, all but we they want say, are sli- all they're trying to do is do slightly stricter background checks. Yes. And people have a problem with that. Yes. There's a but there's one gun that they they are fighting against and that gun the sales have just skyrocketed. Oh, of course, it's like a variation sure. on an M1 or something. It's like a proper assault rifle. Yeah, you need that. And people are going, well, I I gotta get one. You gotta get it. You can't tell me my my guns are my freedoms. This is one of my amendments. I don't know which one. You guys always bring up amendments. Oh, I don't God. know. What fifth is silence? Not us guys. Those crazy people. <laughs> who? <laughs> who <laughs> Oh God, I can't even. I heard the funniest thing one day as two guys were talking. I, I don't know if this was. A, I don't know where it was. Two guys were chatting, and um, and so one guy's his house had been robbed, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there when it happened. His house was burgled. Right. Yes, and so he was talking about. It. He said, "Yeah, my my house was robbed," and, and then the other guy said, "We said, well, that you know, well, if if you had a gun, I guess that wouldn't have happened. You know, that's that's why you got to get protection." And I was like, "But the guy wasn't home." What was he going to do with a gun if he wasn't at his residence? How do you? <laughs> it's a it's a fun way to. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't understand it, but whatever. I, I don't I don't understand it either. Is it is it is that an issue in South Africa at all? No, we we aren't. We have very strict gun laws. Funny enough, I mean, there's a lot of illegal gun ownership, unfortunately. Yeah, but we have a lot of strict gun laws. You know. You have to go for a lot of tests and you have to, you know, you have to display that you have the ability. You have to practice with the guy. There's so many things you have to, you know, you have to go through written examinations before you can get the gun. Everything that seems like an obvious thing you should do so that you can own a gun. Yes. Did you know in New York, one of the only laws is um, if you are an active Nazi, you cannot own a gun. Is, is that like, true? Yeah, it's like a law. I don't know if they still have that, but if you are, that's like one of the few things that you aren't allowed. Interesting. Yes. Is there a? a are that, you a Nazi? N- no. Yeah, I mean, how do they prove that? Do, is there a, a Nazi registry? I, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> just maybe they just assume Nazis are so proud that they won't say no. I don't know, but this is what they work towards. They go, "Are you?" and you say no. That's interesting. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I it's um, we're not going to solve it here, Trevor. Oh, so, so let's we not won't. even. But this is why this is what I love about comedy. Comedy is not about solving the thing; it's about commenting on it and laughing about it, 
which in in some instances helps you solve the thing you get closer to um you get closer to i guess just just the fact that you talk about it is good enough yeah yeah you know? that's interesting it's something uh i don't know how familiar you are with uh doug stanhope um but he he says something similar on stage now where it's like i used to i used to come on stage i used to tell some jokes and i used to have uh, some solutions now, <laughs> now I just give up. I, I talk about stuff that I feel is wrong and, and a few dick jokes and, and that's it. So at least we're, we're still talking about that's it, true. but, but you're right. You're right. It's, I mean, for the many benefits of comedy that, that is, that is one of them. And, and it's something that you do that you do specifically, you know, really well i mean you do talk about race relations you do talk about politics you talk about some really heavy societal um uh things but you do so in a way where you're not you're not incredibly divisive you you do so in a way i don't see the point of that you know i i honestly don't see the point of of almost not bringing it up, but I don't. I don't like it when people people make it a hate thing, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't solve anything. So if 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 as a black person you're going, I hate you white people because you enslaved us and oh kill the white. Man. It doesn't help the thing. It yeah. doesn't, you know, because then then the white people that weren't like that now are forced to defend themselves against you, which wasn't an issue. So now you're fighting an additional battle that wasn't necessary which doesn't bring anybody to, towards any positive outcome. The same goes for, 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 for white people that'll do that. It doesn't matter. It's just you can tackle these things in a very positive way. You don't need to, you don't need to make it an either-or scenario. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, you don't need to make it that. So I don't, I guess I, I, because I grew up like that, I can't, I genuinely cannot hate all white people because I am very familiar with white people showing me love within my own family. Mm-hmm. So I cannot say white people are bad because I intri- I've seen this. I've seen my father love my mother, which then defeats any argument I can have towards white people, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so some can argue, oh, but that's an exception. Yeah, but then that's my point. There are exceptions to the rule. So, so by fact that the, by 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 the by the mere fact that there, there are exceptions, then you cannot make a blanket statement. Um, the same goes for black people. I can't go, oh, black people don't like to work, or black people are lazy, or because the most hardworking person I know in my life is my mom, who's a black woman. Yeah, you know, I'm lazy. She's <laughs> she's just crazy, you know. And I think it's my white side that's just chilled out, doesn't care, <laughs> you know. She's, but genuinely, she's so so. I think so because I come from that world, I, I'm forced to. It's just something that my mind doesn't register. I, I don't. I can't put you in a box because I've seen people that live um, out of those boxes. You know, I've been raised by those people. Yeah. So I, I don't see that. I um, which which I guess is a privilege. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, after this run of shows in New York is done, what's next? Um, I go to Montreal for the first time. All right. Uh, do the show there, which is going to be cool. So um, do the show. Um, then after that, where do I head out to? Then I go. That'll be August. Uh, pop into Edinburgh. 
I might do an encore of the show because that's where I first started writing it. So might go back now with like the finished version, like doing it for the last time, basically. Um, I'm doing a tour of the UK. I uh, then go to South Africa and uh, film my next special there. Um, maybe pop back into Australia, do some shows. And then, yeah, then I guess the year ends with me in the UK, in London, somewhere there. And then January, February, then then I see from there. I, uh, I think that's far enough ahead yeah. to, uh, to, to, to assume that you will still be alive and, <laughs> and, and speaking. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good enough for me. That's good enough. Well, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time oh, to chat with me, so Trevor. Much. Thank you very much. Uh, you. It means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, learned, I've learned a lot, not, a, not just about you, but about the world and South Africa. Thank you. Um, so I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, then I hope to see you at the show. Come I, will, I will certainly be there. If you're in the area. If I'm in, in the, the area. area. Yeah, come through. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. And there yeah. you have it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Laugh Spin podcast. And thanks to Trevor Noah for taking the time to chat to me. Like I said at the top of the show, guys, if you live in New York or if you live around New York or you plan on being in New York uh, now through June 8th, please do make an effort to get to Trevor's show, Born a Crime. You will not be disappointed. As for me, as for Laughspin, thanks again for tuning in. You guys should be subscribing to us either on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, uh, on iTunes. We're also at TuneIn. Dot com. You can get us there. You should be following us on Twitter at LaughSpinCom. We're on the Facebook. We're basically everywhere we're supposed to be. And do make sure you visit LaughSpin.com about two to 300,000 times a day uh, to get your, your dose of, of comedy news. We really do appreciate it. Uh, until next episode, we will see you. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.